you're now locked in in lockdown period to the sound of Okra. I go by the name of Adrian Daniels and this is the show where we chat with colourful creatives and entrepreneurs from a Ghanaian background or with a special interest to the city bringing you one step closer to Accra. We're now on episode 7. We're going to keep this going to the end of the first season. I hope you guys are enjoying the ride so far. Now, in terms of the guest I have for you today, um, she's a lovely, lovely lady straight out of Virginia, America. Uh, we caught up in Ghana um, initially and we've kind of developed a friendship, believe it or not. Um, but yeah, uh, she is really, really cool. Um, we're going to be talking about her experiences in Accra and Ghana. We're going to be talking about customer service experiences. Those niggling customer service experiences that I'm sure you and I have probably experienced being in Ghana. We're going to talk about what it's like to be outside Accra and what it's like to be an American who's also African visiting Accra and vice versa. And also we're even going to talk about relationship differences and so on and so forth. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. And yeah, we're working hard to bring this podcast to as many platforms as possible. So please bear with us. We're now on Instagram, as I've mentioned. We're trying to get more content on there. Please feel free to visit. Pay us a visit. Pay us, show us some love. At the sound of a craw. And if you feel like you want to be in a show or you feel like someone would be a great fit for the show, which is more important, drop us an email info at the sound of a craw or drop us a DM on Instagram. Now, without further ado, let's get into the podcast. But apart from that, I hope you guys are staying safe during this period, staying blessed, being prayed up in the Lord, and all of that good stuff. See you on the other side of this one. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. I would now like to introduce my guest. Uh, she is the brand ambassador of Unapologetically Black. Uh, it is the number one choice for unapologetically black edutainment. Um, you will get the drift when you uh, visit the uh, the platform. Um, she's also a entrepreneur and a social media expert. Uh, really looking forward to this one. I would like to welcome to the show Queen Acosia. How are we doing? Good morning, Adrian. How are you? Ah, we're doing great. We're doing great. The world hasn't ended yet, so I'm I'm quite happy. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, we're 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 trying to do our thing over here. We're we're yeah. staying busy. We're we're studying. We're praying, meditating, all types of things. Working out, eating <laughs> right. You know, we got to stay ready so we don't have to get ready. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and you're based out in the in the U.S. right now, isn't it? Correct. Virginia, okay. actually. I'm in Virginia. Virginia. Ooh, mm-hmm. love it. Love it, love it. Hey, it's always a state I've always wanted to, to go out to. And, well, as um, they say, it's for lovers. Virginia's for lovers. So mm, you should definitely come. It's it's like very family-oriented. It's okay. the perfect place to raise families. Yeah. I remember I always used to listen to um, the clips, the rap group um, back in the day, and they always mm-hmm. used to promote Virginia, including Pharrell Williams. So Yeah. I already used to look look up to those people when I was younger. Um, probably probably things have probably changed now because I'm all growing up now. Um, but yeah, I used to listen to them <laughs> a lot back in the day, and they always used to promote Virginia and Virginia Beach. And I always used to think that oh, I need to check out Virginia. You know, I, yeah. I've come close, but I've not been to Virginia. Like I think the closest I've been to Virginia is maybe Washington or Maryland. Okay. Yeah, I just haven't been to Virginia yet, but we have to make that happen, hopefully, because it looks gorgeous. Mm. It looks right, gorgeous right. online. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. So uh um, so I think let's kick this off. So I believe we kind of first met at my event, Diaspora Connect, uh last year. Yes, it yeah. was a blast. I loved thank it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, and, kudos uh, to you for that event. Yeah, oh no, um, thanks, thanks for coming down. Thanks for coming down. I mean, I was a bit uh, wary about the turnout, even though all the tickets went, but still, we had a <laughs> decent turnout, which I was happy about. Right. And I think just before we probably just before we get into you know um, what went down uh, during that period, because 
Um, obviously, you were in Ghana during the uh, the year return crazy period. Um, yeah. I would just like to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself or maybe just to share a few words about yourself to the audience so they get a better feel of who Queen is, the, the Queen Ocosia that I've come to know over the past few months. Mm. Wow, who I am. Okay, that's a long list. No, no, not, no. Not who, not who you are. I mean, <laughs> maybe, talk, just, no, maybe, no. maybe just a no, little no, bit I of background. You. I got you. Yeah, definitely. Um, Actually, I'm a U.S. veteran. All right. Uh, yes, I'm a mother. I have a son. He's 23. Now, Beautiful. a lot of people look at me and think I'm like 26, but yeah, I'm not 26. <laughs> Do you know how shocked, remember how shocked I was when, when, when you told me you're eight hours yeah. between age? I was so shocked. I was like, yeah. get out of here. I was like, get out of here. I was like, get out of my event. Like, that's, that's illegal. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, a lot of them were like, oh, no, you are not. So I was like, yeah. But, um, you know, I'm an Aquarius. I am, a, I am an entrepreneur. Um, okay. I, I am all for empowerment of, of my people, people, African people, people of African descent. Yeah. I am also for women's empowerment, youth empowerment. Uh, I, say, mm. I think it's so very important to mentor our young people because, good Lord, look at, look at what's happening right now with coronavirus. It's uh, taking up so many of the elders. These are the people I want to stay in the world. Good Lord. Because we know. have some pretty bad young examples out there nowadays teaching these children to just do stupid things such as coronavirus challenges and crap like that. But, um, it's we, ridiculous. Oh, yeah, man. it, it is, you know, we, we have their minds on some of the wrong things and mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that try my very best to, to teach them that, Hey, you can do better than this. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I used to mentor children, uh, at the, I guess the secondary school level. And I have really? great relationships. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I really um, plan on putting together a nice mentorship program of my own to work with okay. them. And I definitely plan to to um, target Africa with that whole mission, help them um, improve in a lot of areas, work with them with so many different programs. That's what I want to do. But um, Just, yeah. Oh, yeah, let me turn this down. Notification <laughs> from your group. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine that's fine yeah um, i normally say but but yeah, yeah i mean uh, i i have so many aspirations to, to see more of africa and i was just saying to a friend of mine the other day i said it's no way that you know the most high god allowed me to experience such a beautiful place and, and beautiful people wonderful people and experiences to just put this coronavirus out there and stop us from moving so we kind of really need this thing to hurry up and pass we, we can't yeah. deal with this um yeah hopefully it does and you know you've got a beautiful heart and i think that's one thing that i really liked when we connected is just that you, you got big aspirations you got a positive mindset about yeah, you and yes. in, in a world of so much negativity right now you know it's someone uh like you that i wanted uh, to get on the podcast and someone like you that i really wanted to you know, get along with. So I'm really right. pleased to have you on the show again. And Thank I think we're just you. gonna say, you're welcome. I think we're just gonna segue um here to the next segment of the show because I ain't trying about I ain't trying about to let this podcast be about coronavirus. No way, no way. <laughs> no way, Jose. I think there's there's uh-uh. enough there's, there's enough content out there in the world for, for that. So y'all Absolutely. can tune out. Y'all can tune out if you wanna go listen to that coronavirus stuff. But anyway That's right. Um, yeah. So great. So let's uh let's quickly dive into what happened. So um so obviously you came down to Accra. That was your first time in Ghana? It was and I came solo. I came alone. Um a lot of people were like, You're going to Africa by yourself? Are you scared? <laughs> and I said, No. I said, That's home. I said, My ancestors got my back. So we out, yeah. you know, <laughs> I went, <laughs> I went first class, you know, I got on Delta. I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, I flew out of JFK in, in New York. And I remember when, um, yeah, I remember when we flew over Africa and I woke up and I looked down and I could see the land of Africa. I was like, <laughs> wow. We're flying over freaking. Yeah. Well, you know what? It was, it was such a great feeling because, um, when you think of just how my ancestors left there, you know, and, and 
I, I didn't want to um, disappoint them. I said, I'm going to go back and style. I'm going to see Africa. And it was, it brought tears to my eyes to know that this is home. And uh, even though yeah. it's home, it's, I don't know exactly where, you know, I know that yes, I'm Ghanaian. I know that yes, there's Nigerian in me and all these other parts of Africa that are, you know, I'm a blended just African woman. And, and here it is. I don't know the exact tribes or groups, but I, I was able to meet someone um, mm -hmm. on Ancestry who is actually, her son yeah. is connected to me through Nigeria, through his father. So I got a little insight right there. Wow. But um, when I, yeah, about, about his group of people. Mm -hmm. But when I got to Ghana, so many people would see this mark on my face and they said, are you a Shanti? I was like, I don't know. They were like, was a lot of people were asking me. I said, I'm not sure. Yeah. Then people were like, no, you're from Volta region. I was like, really? They were so hard, you don't know. But it could be a combination of things. Yeah, it I could think be a it combination. Is. You just don't yeah. know. But yeah. I loved it. It was such a great experience there. Ghana is a very beautiful place. Loving people. Helpful yeah. people, you know. Yeah, I think that, I think people speak quite highly about Ghana when they come to the come there for the first time because it's not like the other African countries. Um, like Ghana is when you come to Ghana, the, the general uh, consensus you get about people are they're friendly, they're very polite. I know we talked about that the other day how people are over polite, very friendly. <laughs> yes, um, please. No, please. Are, That's so sweet. Exactly. Yeah. You, you can meet some humble people, some helpful people, um, people that really, you know, um, they're, they're joyful. They're happy. You know what I mean? They may, some of them may not have much. Some of them may have much and they're just happy. They're enjoying it. And um, yeah, I mean, they're different. Ghanaians, I'll say, are, are very different to Af other, other West Africans and, and even other Africans. I would definitely say that. They're awesome. They yeah. really are. You know, I'm very proud of um, how the year of return went. It, it was really nice. I didn't go for just a turn up as some people did. I went <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will see, you know, the funny thing is when I learned that it was the year of return and I learned it was Afrochella, I was like, okay, I want to experience both. But when I got there, you know, um, my guess is that the spirit was like, Hey, you got to do something more productive. So I found myself going to more educational seminars and meetings such as your own and, yeah. and getting more information and meeting some like-minded folks, not just mm -hmm. people who were there to, Hey, where's the weed? Where's the booze? You know what I'm saying? I know, it's like I crazy. Know. It is crazy. I think I told you about, there's a, there's a WhatsApp group, which I almost mentioned <laughs> almost sing, almost, almost every single podcast because it kind of relates to everything. Um, so there's what, there's a, there's a WhatsApp group with like 257 American and British Ghanaian and non Ghanaians mm. in there. And literally when, the year return thing started. The, one of the first things that they said is that, where can I get the best weed? I was just like, you know, f hands in my face. I was just like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The yeah. unfortunate part is that is Americans. I'm just, you know, you guys, I, when I was in Ghana, I met people who sipped on their weed as tea or they smoked it, but you never smelled it on them. You didn't know that they even did it unless yeah. they said it. But here, whatever. I mean, they might have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, whenever <laughs> they see somebody, they're yeah. smoking joints. And I have, you know, I'm not perfect, but I've yeah. never smoked weed in my life. Okay. I've never sipped on it. I, mm -hmm. I was 29 when I you know, tried wine for the first time. I, I uh -huh. don't do alcohol. So yeah. um, it's kind of like I'll do like um, Pinot Noir red wine once yeah. every yeah. few months or maybe once every six months for yeah. medicinal purposes for the heart. But other than that, I'm not a drinker. So um, it's like, pass me the water. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a water, please. I love that. But, I love that you're, you're quite yeah. health conscious, which we'll probably get into a bit later on. In the show. Yeah, but here um, they they are for that weed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Good Lord, all the time. It's crazy. <laughs> oh man, yeah. What can I say? What can I say? Americans would be Americans, huh? I think when, you, <laughs> I'm telling when you. you're around an American, 
you you know they always stand out and you always know a difference i mean i always tell the story about when i did a road road trip from uh uh toronto to new york as soon as you crossed uh-huh. the border walked into a starbucks and there was a fight and then i was just like we must be in america that's it <laughs> that's what i had to say that's all i had to say yeah let me tell but- you you're you're right and and i was i found myself going out a lot while i was in ghana yeah. And and I spoke with my brother at a point and my brother mm-hmm. said, I can't believe you. You can go out when you're in Ghana, but you don't go out here. I said, you know why? <laughs> I said, because here it's peaceful. Mm-hmm. I said, now you go out in the States nine times out of 10, a fight is going to pop off in the club True. or True. else someone's pulling a gun and people are running. I don't have time for it. Yeah. I was in a situation like that in my early twenties when I was in the military and we were stationed out in Montana. We yeah. went to an off-base club and a race riot broke out. Damn. Just because a, a white guy stepped on this black guy's shoes, everyone got to running, cops came tasing, guns came out, we took off. Nobody wow. has time for that. I'm good. I'll just party when I go to Ghana. That's it. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> no way. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's fights that do break out in Ghana, in Accra. I mean, I I, I don't go to the clubs, but I'm sure that I there are and I've heard of fights that do break out, but it's not is nowhere near as much or as rowdy or violent as in in the states. Thank God. Yeah, which yeah. is the good news. But yeah, that's yeah. the great thing. Um, I mean, you, you didn't come to turn up and go to you know all of the events. You know, like Afro Nations, the Afro Tellers, and the you know the bars, the clubs. You didn't come for that. You, you know, you came to kind of, you know dig deep into your roots, explore mm-hmm. Africa, explore Ghana, you know, explore your ancestry. And, you know, I think you, you know, you, you did do a number of things that were worthwhile. Obviously you came to my event, you went to other events as well, like Diaspora Drive and, you know. like Yes. I went to Cape, Cape Coast, Cape Coast. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I went there to the Slave Castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was fun. That was fun because yeah. the Uber driver coming back, it was dark. He decided okay. to go past, like while I'm sleeping in the back, me and this friend of mine, okay. he decides to blow past the checkpoint. Then we get chased <laughs> by the cops for like five, 10 minutes. I thought I was sleeping. I heard something <laughs> say, stop, stop, stop. And then I opened my eyes, but he was driving coffee. Next thing I know, I went back to sleep. And then, <laughs> then I opened my eyes. He's like, this is not good. I opened my eyes. I see a cop truck in front of us. And there's a Ghanaian man on the back with a flashlight saying, pull over, pull over. Uh, so did, <laughs> so he, did he pull over? He pulled over. Uh, and then the cops, they tell him to get out the car and they're yelling at him. And then he tells him, open the passenger door because I'm sitting mm-hmm. in the back. He gets in the car with his machine gun. I was like, oh, this oh, is like machine gun. or something. Yeah. I was oh, like, this no. is like, he's going to happen. <laughs> but oh, then no. he, he turns around. We go back. We're there like 45 minutes because he won't give up his license. And I say to him, I said, dude, it's late. It's dark. We're in the middle of nowhere. Give him your license. He says, madam, I'm so sorry. I can't give him my license because if I do, I'll never get it back. I said, okay. I walked away. <laughs> but this is how you guys do things here? Because in America, they would have had you to the ground, beat up, and the guns on you, okay? Yeah, but I'm course, so yeah. glad that he could So did he give his... up his license? Never. What, you know, so what happened? He, what happened? How did he get back into the car? And he just, well, he just drove away? <laughs> well, he offered money the first time. They said okay. no. So, really? yeah. So not they wanted to take him in. Because you know about corrupt gunning. You know, police officers, everyone knows about that. Well, you know, yes. And they were getting money the whole time we went there. But coming back, he was like, I'm not giving you any more money. So anyway, um, he tried to pay them. They said, no. They said, we want to process you, take you in and take your license. I was like, oh, my God. So um, my my satellite yeah. phone was dead. And the guy yeah. who was with me was like, I'm going to call my friend with the CIA. You know, I'm like, are you having, like, are you CIA, having you know. yeah, yeah, not. Not not the CID person at the at the police department. He's saying his friend with the CIA yeah. is America. America. So yeah. um, he made some calls, and eventually we were released, or the guy was released, and we left. Okay. And I said, you know what? This is not the trip I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was it was an interesting. Who was the guy speeding anyway? Who's the guy speeding through the red lights? Wasn't he? No, no, no. <laughs> No, no. What happened okay. was because my Uber driver does that. I've got, I had the Uber driver that 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 he went past all the red lights, man. Uh huh. 
Oh, we can wow. in the early hours of the morning. Oh yeah. my gosh, no. But I told him, he said, he said, Madame, can you please pay the hundred? That was 150 or 250 CDs for him. Yeah. I said, this is coming off your Uber money, okay? Don't Damn. ask for more. You know, because he drove me all the way there and he stayed with us all day. He drove you all the way to Cape Coast from Yeah, car. and stayed with us all day. Damn. He brought us back. I know. I love him. Nice guy. Shout nice out to guy. Richmond. That's his name. Shout out Richmond. <laughs> I hope you <laughs> love that Free guy. Richmond. Yes. Free Richmond, ladies and gentlemen. Richmond well, he's not in prison, is he? No, no. He is he's, got bar- he's got barrel release. He's got barrel release. Okay. <laughs> he's probably doing Uber now. Look, man, so he has a clean car, good AC. He's the bomb. Oh, he had AC? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say. Yeah. I thought he didn't have AC because he kept falling asleep. No. Maybe it was so hot in there. <laughs> no. No, no. It was really nice. It was nice. He's a good guy. Um, but yeah, that's what happened. So I was like, dude, you can't blow past checkpoints. Not with me in the car. You want to do it on your own? Fine. But not with me. You know? Like, sorry, yeah. I didn't know. You knew. Because I was sleeping. I heard stop, stop, stop. And you kept going. <laughs> but yeah, so I saw Cape Coast. Um I went to Kumasi. I flew Kumasi by myself. Uh, you like, did amazing. Yeah. Like, someone that's never been to Ghana before. Yeah. Those places yourself. I, how did you manage to get around? Like, Did you just speak to make friends there or you had connections there? Really? I, I had um, a few good men in my life. <laughs> mm. I have a roster, you know? So uh, yeah. yeah, I had a guy yeah. friend meet me uh, in Kumasi. And, uh, okay. you know, but, but still, you know, as a woman, you have to sometimes be mindful of, um, you know, going out, venturing places on your own. But uh, because I know my strength, you know, I wasn't scared. Yeah. I would have folded him up. But no, yeah. um, it was all good. It was beautiful experiences. It was so nice. I can't even complain. I went to Labadi. I went to Independence Square. Oh, my God. I ate food oh, that I never had before. You know, <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. Amazing. That's amazing, yeah. Oof, the food, yeah, food in Ghana, you gotta love it, including I mean, your mother's you biscuits. So, <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. I know you, you, you keep. I mean, you, you sing quite high praises about that. They I mean, were so you know, good. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my mom. Shout out to know, his mom for the biscuits. Putting out some stuff for the event. <laughs> love you, mama. I love you, mommy. Mom. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, you definitely got around Ghana, and I have to applaud you because. I don't think a lot of Amer- Americans, African Americans, etc., they even made it out of Accra. Yeah, yeah. Um, hardly any of them made it out of Accra. You know what I mean? So what happens is they only just see the stereotypical um, parts of Accra, as in like only the the the, the nice, you know, shiny parts of Accra. They don't mm-hmm. really get to see, you know, what tourism can really offer you, or they don't really really get to see what life is really like right you know in the suburbs outside the city so i mean what was what was that like for you when you saw those parts of ghana oh my god um it it was amazing because i had a friend who took me down it's it's a market area down by um (laughs) he took me two different markets in accra one is it's close to um independence square and he took me the shortcut way. So this was like, I got to also see, I got to see the good, bad, the ugly, the pretty. He took me through the, the market back there. It was kind of slums, but it was mm-hmm. cool because like, I'm like, oh crap, I'm walking past like little goats and things. <laughs> I'm, 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 we're walking through Live these, goats. Yes, we're walking through these buildings. I'm like, oh my God, I'm seeing people. Everyone is trying to sell me something. He's like, come on, come on, come on. I was like, wait, I want to buy this. He's like, I can do it. I can do yeah. it. Come on. So we, we walked yeah. through, I got to see a lot. We got to the middle where all these women were like doing stuff in pots and cleaning pots and cooking and preparing food. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. This is amazing. <laughs> so I had never seen anything like that before in my life. Um, wow. and, and we were walking on all of these rocks. I was like, wait a minute, slow down. You can't walk fast. They only have flip-flops on, you know, <laughs> <laughs> can't mess up these toes in this pedicure. <laughs> <laughs> and um and then when I got to Kumasi, I got to go to that big huge market, which was yeah. really huge. Have you seen that market? Kumasi, you know, I've never actually my mom's my mom was uh born in Kumasi. I've actually never stepped in there actually. Oh my god, it's I'm quite, taking it. Quite ironic. <laughs> We're going together. <laughs> yeah. Um they have that it's a market to do this. It's it's yeah, <laughs> it's a huge market. It's the biggest one in West Africa. 
And we're really? not wow, yet. I think even, even I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the biggest one in West Africa. So the guy who was a friend of mine, Kamasi, we go upstairs to this building and you can overlook the whole thing. And there's no way in hell I would go there by myself and get lost in there because it, it was kind of like a maze yeah. inside. If you yeah. go inside and don't know where you're going, you could probably get lost for days. <laughs> so, this is that big. It's yeah, that it's big, huh? Huge. Oh my you gosh. Know? Yeah. So wow. um, it was amazing. Yeah. I, when I saw those areas and the people and I saw trucks or well, vans get stuck, I thought it was so cool to see everyone out trying to push the van. I was like, this is amazing. This is teamwork. I sit in the States. <laughs> they're like, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's actually uh, funny. You just saw the camaraderie and all the love, you know, the support for one another that these people have. And I'm like, these are my people, you know, Mm. I'm not one of the, you know, um, people, the Africans from America. I'm not one of the ones who didn't get my DNA test done because I got my stuff done a few years ago because Mm -hmm. I need to know before I go somewhere that this is where I have a connection to. Um, And so going, it was just, breathtaking and i know the ancestors are like rooting for me to have a great time and i did i even went to the slave river in cape coast where mm-hmm. i cannot swim I almost drowned but it was okay i remember, um, that. I remember yeah you told me that. and uh, it was so crazy because the guy had just gave me a speech about how they they stopped letting the slaves take a bath there because so many were drowning right there so um oh when i got in I see how mm-hmm. you step over, you go down. And, and I went down and it's like, my ancestors brought me back up. Like, uh, uh, not today. Get up out of here. And, and they, they <laughs> grabbed me and they said, you're good. Just, and, you know, I stayed there. You know, the fear wasn't even there when I went down and when they brought me back up. Um, you know, some people, they would get out of the water if they're not a swimmer, but it was nothing yeah. for me. And, and I just, you know, did the whole process and, went around and it was it was breathtaking it was it was so refreshing and when i came out of the water there were these children they lived near that area they're like peeking yeah. through the, the the trees and and they they following me because <laughs> they're like is this beyonce no <laughs> is beyonce gonna cry no, you look different <laughs> right, they, right. they know you look different they know you, you're yeah. not from around here so yeah. they're like okay maybe we can you know um you know, get something or maybe we can uh, meet this person and and see what she's all about. And, you know, I love children. So like they're walking behind us. It's dark at that time, but we have our flashlights (laughs) on our phones. So they're walking behind us and they're giggling and laughing and talking. And and then when we get to the gate, the guy closes the gate on them. I said, why did you close the gate on them? He said, those kids get on my nerves. They always following me. (laughs) And I said, I think they were following me. (laughs) So anyway, he says, He's, yeah, he says, it's okay. They'll see you at your car. So I was like, ooh, really? And so, <laughs> so when I... Because they're going to follow you back yeah, to the car. Yeah. follow you back to the, And I'm sure they did, right? They did. Look, so I go out there <laughs> and I go by the car. I didn't see them. I felt so sad. I was like, oh my God, where are they? And I heard this little yeah. giggling behind me by the wall. And I looked and I said, I was looking for you guys. And so they started laughing. And so I called <laughs> them over and I said, you guys are going to be like my my last bath of return kids or whatever, you know? <laughs> so you guys are going to be my, my kids that I get to have, like right after I come out the slave river. So um, they introduced themselves. They were like, I think like six, nine and 11. And, um, and I mm-hmm. gave them a few CDs a piece and I gave them some oh, hugs well. and, and we took well. some pictures and I, I gave, oh, lovely. yeah, I gave them my card. They probably threw it in the woods or something when they went back home. You gave them, <laughs> your, you gave them <laughs> what? My card. I said, give this to your mom. <laughs> Or your dad and have them contact me. And they said, okay, okay. but they probably trashed it in the woods. They're like, let's take these CDs and go find us something. <laughs> I, I know, right? Go, go find but, us some plantain yeah. and beans. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I took photos with them. It was it was such a nice experience, I tell you. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. I, I really have to applaud you, Queen, for um going out to your own way to visit all of these places all these uh gems outside of accra mm-hmm. and you know as much as you got accomplished there was still a lot that you didn't still get to see as well yeah, but um, i'm sure that's for another day i'm going back you know this mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. i know you're going back and you know i, I like what you did with the kids there 
I mean, there's a lot of people who just kind of like, you know, they just keep things moving. They ignore people, you know, who mm-hmm. may not have as much or approach them or just, you know, they'd be rude to them sometimes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just got to kind of like take a step back and just and just be like, OK, look, um, these these guys, these kids, whatever, they may not be as fortunate as you are. But let me see what difference I can make in, yeah. in their life. You know yeah. what I mean? Even if they come straight out of the bat, just begging, you know what I mean? I mean, I think it's something you, you would have noticed throughout Ghana, even in Accra, you can be in a car and you have people selling to you. You've got the street hawkers. Um, you <laughs> even have people who will approach you and beg you. You can have people on the streets harass you. You can even have like normal kind of like middle-class um, Ghanaians come and approach you and uh, beg you or just hassle you. You know what I mean? I think that's something that's ingrained in the culture. Um, but but one thing's for sure is that you tend to see the ones, you tend to realize the ones that are more genuine than the ones who are just trying to kind of use you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Which is uh, beautiful. It, it really is. I had some guys, um, you know, I don't have a need for certain things, you know. They pull up to mm-hmm. the car. He's like, you want to buy some tissue? <laughs> I didn't know yeah. that this was coming, this Corona crap. I know. You I just said, want to support them, isn't it? Well, well, this is the thing. I wanted to, but I said, yeah. I, don't, I don't need the tissue, bro. I don't need the tissue. One mm. came, you want a pillow? No, I don't need the pillow. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm flying back. Yeah. I can't put it in my luggage. I'm sorry. So, you know what? so guess I mean, what they it's did? Hard. Guess what they did? It's hard. What did they do? They gave me the tissue. They gave me the pillow. I said, I'm going to give it to oh this guy. But I gave it to Richmond, the, the Uber driver. One gave me the yeah. little light up Minnie Mouse ears. And I said, I don't need this, man. I'm sorry. He just gave it to you. Yeah, he gave oh, it bless to them, me. you know. Because so, it's yeah. hard because they need to kind of make money to, so that they can live. You know, some of these um sellers hawkers street hawkers whatever you know they're selling just just so that they can keep the lights on just so they can uh have mouths you know feed their mouths and you know have food on the, on the table well, well you know? I'll tell so you. it is hard it's yeah. hard it's impossible to give to everyone right and you know and sometimes you may not even need the item but sometimes you just sometimes i just buy it just just to help them out or just because they've done a really good job trying to sell to you i think i wrote i wrote an article about this about um street hawkers in ghana mm-hmm. i think it got about twenty two thousand views or something mm-hmm. i think i put a, a link on the show notes um but yeah i mean i just talk about how much that they are so their backs are so much against the wall yeah that they'll yeah. do almost anything and everything just to sell you that product just so right. they can keep the lights on right. and it's the it's the beautiful struggle in africa you know and that's what you come to learn the more and more you come you know that those that don't have that much you know they will hustle they will struggle and some people like how they just try and how they're even trying to give you the products for free they will try different ways and means to try and get these things into your hands so that they can try and make a little bit of money let me tell you i gave it i gave it to the driver the driver gave it right back to them through the window i said i can't do anything with it you live here and so yeah. he was like, no, I don't need it. He gave it right back to them. Um, but there was one cute little boy and I have a picture of him. I call him the heartbreak kid. He was the okay. cutest little chocolate little boy. Oh my God. He must've been about 11 years old <laughs> and he chocolate. had his chocolate. And so um, <laughs> he gave, uh, well, you're he, funny. yeah, he came to the window and he had these lemons or limes, limes. And my girlfriend and I were like, oh, he's so cute. I said, we're going to call him the heartbreak kid. She's like, yeah, he's going to be dreamy when he gets older. So um, we said, hey, 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 just, you know, she bought some for her house because her father is a diplomat or whatnot. But um, Mm -hmm. I said, look, you just take my money, honey, keep your stuff. You just sell it to someone else. And he said, thank you. And I said, oh, you're welcome. I said, aren't you supposed to say (laughs) Medassi? I said that. Yeah, yeah. I said that to him. I said that to him. I'm sure he was laughing. Yeah, he was. You know, that was my word in Ghana, Medassi. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was nice. Now, you know, when you're there, um, I took a lot of photos. I took a lot. I think over 5,000 photos on my phone alone. 5,000 photos. Yeah, wow. I took photos and, and video footage. Um, but very possible. You know, at one point there was a lady sitting on like some newspaper and she was holding her baby and there was her yeah. daughter playing in the dirt next to her. And I just, you know, I was taking some photos and I was feeling a way like, oh my God, like this could be my family or something. And I don't even know it. And then I thought about just the single 
mothers are around the globe, single black mothers in America trying to make it work. And, you know, my heart just like, I stopped taking photos and I went in my purse immediately and I pulled out some, some money and the, the taxi driver started to drive it. I'm like, wait, I'm trying to give her this money. And he's like, I got to move. The traffic is moving. So I'm like, I'm like, come get this money. So she like, she's trying to get up. She's laying her baby on the paper and, and then she's yeah. trying to run and her shoe breaks and oh, she's no. trying to fix her shoe and she tells her daughter to run. And her little girl must've been about six. She's bawling. She's running. And I'm like, come yeah. on, come on and get this money. So she comes and, and I'm, I'm just like, here you go, sweetie. And she's like, thank you. And I was like, oh my God. You know, I just got so emotional. You know, I got yeah. so emotional because we take for granted what we have here in this country. We really do. Um, in the United States. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, um, I had a little boy about three, four years old run up to me on the streets and try to yeah. pull my water bottle that wasn't even open. I said, what are you doing? Wow. And he's like, oh, want some water. And I was like, here you go, baby. I just gave him the water. I had plenty of really? back in the hotel room. And I was like, uh, this is this is small for me. So, you know, this is a big deal to them. So I gave it to him. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really care about those who are less fortunate. But when yeah. you come here in the States, oh, it's hard to get that out of me because, you know, I'm not going to be giving you money and all of these things when I know you're out there taking it to go blow it on drugs and alcohol. True. So, True. no, so you're not my face. Oh, absolutely. In, between like America and maybe Africa or Ghana per se. You yeah, know, just, uh, yeah. We don't, t you know, they don't take things, you know, like, I mean, they take things for granted more than they would in Ghana, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if you're hungry here, I give you food. But uh, yeah. money, I'm not giving you money here. Yeah, of course. Of course, that's... Uh, and I guess it works the same way in other West, Western countries like the UK, etc. I mean, uh, people would feel the same way because, mm -hmm. you know, you get similar experiences here. Yeah. What other differences did you kind of um, experience or notice, like, between life back there and life in, uh, in Ghana? <laughs> that customer like, service. <laughs> Oh, let's talk about that. Oh, that's my that's one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> Ooh, got work to do, Ghana. We got some work to do. <laughs> gotta yeah. man, let me tell you, they a lot of them they don't know what that is. It cannot relate. And you know what? I will say this in all fairness. It's not just Ghanaians. It's not. I mean, anyone when you come to the States and you receive a tax ID, you receive that because they want you to go start you a business and not be on their system, you know? Yeah. They don't want you mm -hmm. receiving public handouts and assistance. So you get a tax ID, you and your family start a business. They never have the people that go through these regular jobs here to be taught about customer service. So you go to their places, most of them refunds. What's that? <laughs> What's a refund? You're not True. getting refunds from, from the Africans, from the Indians. You're not getting... Um, refunds from the, the Asians, they don't know what yep. that is because they have not been taught what customer service is. But while I was That's in true. Ghana, if something was wrong, mm -hmm. it's just something wrong. You're not getting your money back. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and and one of the worst experiences I think I had was uh, Kumasi. Two, yeah. two times in Kumasi. Uh, for one, I took the, I guess, the African World Airline. Uh, at one point, yeah. they I couldn't get back to um, Accra at, at 10 o'clock in the morning because they said, oh, well, you didn't have a local number, so we couldn't call you to tell you we pushed back the flights. And we were trying to get you on an earlier flight, but we didn't, you know, you didn't have a local number. I'm like, but you got my money, though. You, know? uh, <laughs> you got my money, that's, though. That's and you're trying problem. to tell me none of you guys had WhatsApp to call me? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so they were like, we're sorry, ma'am. The next flight is at, I think this is 4 p.m. I was like, oh, that's my whole day. I have a meeting I'm supposed to get to. Oh, my gosh. Um, they were what like, do then? They, they do the shoulder shrug, like, eh, hey, it's your problem. <laughs> we don't know. Oh we don't know what to tell gosh. you. Uh, you must have gone mad because uh, I know, was. the Western world, we know customers, we know the customer's always right, isn't it? Yes, the customer is always right. And, and what I had to do then the guy who had, you know, took me to the airport, my friend, he ended up having to take me with him to another church, you know? Uh, so I, I went to his church. 
Um, it was okay. kind of cool because I just like mm-hmm. kind of hung out with the ladies outside that were cooking and ate some food. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there was also the the hotel I stayed at in Kumasi. I'm like, um, you guys don't have any face towels or, or blankets or this and that. And he's no. And I'm like, what? Can I give him money back? Or go somewhere else? No, we don't do it. So you have no towels at all. No <laughs> towels in they, the whole, they whole had, room. They had towels, but not face towels. Face so towels. So it's kind of okay. like you're on your yeah. own. They didn't have blankets. Um, it, yeah. They didn't have a lot of things that you would normally find in the West or probably even in the UK. Yeah. You know, you know, they normally have soap and stuff ready. So I was like, man, this is like every man and woman for themselves with the world. So, <laughs> so he was like, look, you can't get your money back. I was like, well, guess I'm going to stay. <laughs> you know? I told my friend, I said, don't you ever, 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 ever bring me to a place like this again. I'm so serious. I said, so is that one of the, the shocks for you? Yeah. Just yeah. Like cost, how services, how, you know, some businesses operate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, very much so. It was, it was really strange for me. It was an adjustment, you know? Yeah. No? But, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Think, they need to, they need to work on that. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to help them work on that. <laughs> oh, they, I hope they work on that after me and you. Yeah, yeah, because I'm telling you, you can't expect for people to to continue to patronize you when you cannot, you know, make things comfortable for them and and you don't know how to compensate them in some sort of way. uh, Mm -hmm. Even half the money back would have been better than you shrugging your shoulders like, I don't know what to tell you. You're on your own, lady. (laughs) So, yeah, that that was kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's a nationwide thing. I think the customer service, you know, when you go anywhere in Ghana, you'll notice that, you know, most of the customer service is pretty much pants. Um, But what I was going to say is that, you know, they just don't have the concept at all. Mm -hmm. Like you could go to a restaurant and maybe you can go to a takeaway joint and order something. And literally you could be waiting there for half an hour for no reason. Um, I think KFC is not bad, actually. But, I mean, you could go to one of these maybe random takeaways and order food. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like they won't even, they won't, it's like you're thinking, do, do these guys even want their money? Like, sometimes right. I, I could go to, you know, a restaurant in the airport and order some food. And sometimes you just have to really, really push to get their attention to come yeah. and, you know, take your order so that you can give them their money. I'm like, do you guys not even want your money? Am I going to sit here all day long? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Or should I take my money elsewhere? And then when you're leaving, that's when they'll try and maybe try and get your attention. Or when you when you make an impression on them, they're like, you know what? Um, just give me my money back. Let me go and buy food elsewhere. Um, that's if they haven't maybe started it with them. Then that's when they kind of speed up the order. Literally, yeah. that's what happened to me. And a few seconds later, I got my food. I was like, wait a minute. So you're telling me that you could have given me my, my takeaway all this time, but you know, you just held it back for, for, for whatever reason. I mean, wow. what kind of nonsense is that? Yeah, yeah. And I even had a guy, um, you know, we needed to use a Wi-Fi, me and my, my driver one night, and we go inside the store, mm-hmm. and he's, like, saying that they're about to close. Damn. But then they also say you have to purchase something to use the Wi-Fi code. So I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and buy this cupcake, right? So it still doesn't give us the code. What's going on? I was like, you know what? You're lucky you're not in America because you get some choice words right now. Yeah. <laughs> get some real bad choice words right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was messed up. He still didn't give the guy the um, the Wi-Fi and we needed the Wi-Fi. Oh my gosh. To, to figure out where we were going, you know? Um, yeah. So that was a no-go. And, and also, they, they, they do not respond with a sense of urgency. They, they, they yes. move at a slow uh, pace. I'm like, hey, 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 come on, really, I got to go. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. I said, wow. You can even go to the finest of places in Accra. I mean, I, I don't know what it was like in your hotel, but you can go to the even, even, even the best hotel in Ghana, I think, which is K- Kipensky, probably. Um, even their customer service is a bit pants. You know, and that just tells you that it's a nationwide problem. You know, it's something that really needs to get um, solved. But I think maybe it wouldn't 
kind of phase out for another 10, 20 years because, you know, you do have that mindset in Ghana of the typical Ghanaian and how they think and how they operate. And, you know, that's probably not going to phase out until more of a westernized culture takes over, which is which is definitely uh, pending. And you know what, that, that's, um, that scares me a little bit because I tell you, even though we can bring great things and, and good to Ghana, we can also bring some bad mm-hmm. influences and bad habits, which I don't really want to see. True. Um, True. You know, yeah. while it's so crazy because while we're looking to Africa to influence us, they're also looking to us to influence them. Oh, the grass always appears green on the other side. I know, it's quite sad. But normally it's because of way more so than the mindset and the ways of people mm. here, you know. Mm. But they don't see it that way. They think that we, you know, they think that what we do here is dope and we think what they do is dope. So it's kind of like, oh, the grass always appears green on the other side. But normally it's because yeah. of the that's over there (laughs) yeah 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 i mean i think uh you know for them you know they do get deceived you know not everything that looks gold glitters i mean they think that you know america is you know it it is what it seems like on tv you know it's flashing lights glitz and glamour but it's not always the case and things aren't as pleasant as you may think in america for for everyone you know there is this 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 homelessness there there's hardships out there as well um absolutely they get a wrong impression in you know in ghana i mean ghanaians get the wrong impression sometimes about you know what America may be like in other countries around the world too, which which is a shame. And they even try and adopt their principles to try and adopt their habits, their culture. You know, so I'm sure you, I'm sure you you got approached by some Ghanaians who would put on their best American accent, their best British accent, and try and <laughs> feel that they have to speak that way to you to build some kind of rapport or to build some kind of relationship. When all they need to do is just be themselves, and they'll get even more attention, which is that yeah. Let, let, I'm yeah, in your environment. I, Allow me to conform to what you do. You know, <laughs> I'm in your environment. Let me let me conform to to trying to get on yeah. your level with the speech here. You know, I'm not trying to change you because um, that's what a lot of the time. You know, when you think back on it, that's what happened to our ancestors. You know, that were taken from there. They were brought to America. They were stripped of native tongues, spirituality, their names, all of these things. And then here it is, you know, he had to learn something new. He had to learn how to speak differently, you know. And I'm not saying yeah. that I, I hate the way we speak. I mean, I'm cool with it. But I mean, hey, just I can't imagine what my ancestors had to go through, you know, having mm-hmm. to just conform to something that just was not of them in their background, their upbringing, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Um, I think what Ghana needs to do is probably take the best take the best of the west so for example which is me yeah that's, uh, i guess that's one yeah <laughs> take the best the of the west the good people so, yeah mm-hmm. the good people yeah i think the they could people. vet us right they could vet us <laughs> they could vet you like they how so vet us. i'm saying they need to sit up there and give us a questionnaire and question our character before they allow us to just come up in their countries and do whatever it mm. makes sense to me mm. they should I, think I would that do way. that they should yeah. think that way but when when you think about it i think the year of the, the year return got a lot of attention because you know a lot of uh, celebrities from america they came over and they got all of this attention and you know, uh, regardless of who they are you know they kind of really put them on the pedestal and really look to them and I'd, even though that was nice i mean i didn't think too highly of it i was thinking oh man like you know I mean, it's more to just the american celebrities come to ghana i mean the year return should be more than that you know but unfortunately uh, you know a lot of people you know they were um yeah they were putting these people on the throne and really kind of worshiping and worshiping almost these american celebrities that came down um i think what's so upsetting is just take the best of 
the West. So take the drive and the hustle from Nigeria and take the, you know, you know, like the customer service and the business acumen and the, so some of the intelligence and the creativity that um, the Americans have, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. And um, yeah. I think you notice some other differences as well in terms of like maybe how re- relationships may um, play, play out in Ghana as well. Yeah, yeah, you, you guys, your men are winning. <laughs> <laughs> the Ghanaian men, they are winning. I think it's, I think it's all the West African brothers. Damn, shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they're not afraid to, to go in and get what they want. They, they know how to speak up. You know, over I'm here, afraid, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, over here, we are dealing with a bunch of, um, I can't speak for the older generation, such as my father's generation and older, because a lot of them have a lot of class and standards about them. But mm-hmm. um, I would say most of the men, I would say mm, maybe in their 40s and younger, they, they have, um, it's a bunch of broken spirited men. They, they, their thought process is different. Um, they have no love for, I think, the family unit anymore. They're not in a rush to get to that. Uh, it's quite unfortunate. They they want to have multiple women. And, and I don't mean that like on a level of multiple wives to take care of. I just yeah. mean they want multiple women to sex, you know? Yeah. Um, they, they just want to be out there and be promiscuous and sleep with every fat ass that comes across <laughs> their path. Oh, and, and that's what they want oh, in their life. They, they just want to screw people all the time. And um, a lot of time is we as the women here um, that are setting these bars, we're setting the bars and we're yeah. putting ourselves on display in such a manner that makes these men respond in this way. Because um, when you think about it, so many of them will say, oh, you know, I want a Cardi B, I want a Cardi B, or oh, I want a Megan Thee Stallion. And bruh, yeah. your mama ain't looking nothing like that, nor was she looking like that when <laughs> she was younger. So, I mean, what the world? You know, it's so weird. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's really crazy that, that you have men here who really don't have respect for women. Um, black women... African women, they, they look at us and they, they view us as um, the trending thing in terms of the melanin. But, yeah. uh, you know, you don't see too many of them rushing to, to put a ring on it here versus over there where I guess family is very important. Having a wife mm-hmm. or a husband is very important. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't know. It's, it's heartbreaking because a lot of times I think you have African brothers there that'll say that to, to me that they don't want an African woman, you know, because she doesn't know how to act. But then you'll have black men say that they'll prefer an African woman over a black woman here because we don't know how to act. So it's kind of like, come <laughs> on, guys, we're all, we're all cut from the same tree, really. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to catch fire either way at the end of the day, you cross us. <laughs> you're going to catch fire. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but my whole thing is is it's quite unfortunate that that's what we're dealing with. But here we are dealing with more broken spirited men who, because they are broken, they carry that with them into relationships. They have never yeah. healed, so they go around causing havoc wherever they go. Yeah. Now, if they come from a good background, it's different. But I mean, even with that, you know, your children spend more time with peers outside of the home than they, um, than they do with their family at home to see the positive influence, the positive role models, the, you know, how you should treat your woman and whatnot. And and then they, they go out there and they want to do what their peers are doing, treating women any type of way, you know? And so then I I have a whole bunch of girlfriends and cousins who deal with African men. (laughs) They deal with (laughs) African men. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, whether they're from the UK, whether they're from the continent of Africa, yeah. that's what we're, look, that's what we're going for right now. Okay. You yeah. know, and that's not to say that they won't mess around, but mm-hmm. at least, hey, maybe in the process of some them messing around, they're probably going to treat you great. <laughs> 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 but here they mess around. They're not treating you great. Not treating you great. You know, yeah. no way. 
And I'm not condoning infidelity at all, but I'm just saying you're going to see a difference in how that thing goes down. Mm. You would Mm. see a difference. Mm. Interesting. I, I have a Nigerian friend, a friend, he's only a friend, who said to me, his wife works in a whole nother state in Nigeria. And he said he saw her three times last year because they've been married 20 years and they have no children. And he would like for me to have a baby for him. And I said, well, how would she feel about that? He oh, said, wow. whatever. He said, whatever I love, she will love. I said, hey, get out of here. You crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, there are men like that, which is sad. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Hey, if that's what they do, that's what they do. But I mean, I, I feel kind of bad being the, the chick to bring a kid into your situation and you guys can't do it. That's pretty bad. So I, yeah. I said, no, no, not good. No bueno. Yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. <laughs> no <Yeah>. bueno. <laughs> no. That's why you're there. I'll pass. Yeah. Pass. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm with you that one. I but think, I um, do love those mm-hmm. those African men. My God. <laughs> Well, shout out to African men then. Yes. <laughs> I guess, Absolutely. I guess it's not all so bad. You know, oh, even no though way. some of them have multiple uh, partners or some of them may have uh, multiple baby mothers, um, I guess it's not all so bad when you look at what's going on in other parts of the world. We got to have as many babies as we can, you know? Yeah. Not that I'm endorsing it. But no, yeah, no, but that, well, my. That, yeah. Have our babies, though. They don't want to see a lot of black babies in this world anymore. Have as many babies as you want to, you know, just be able to take care of them. I guess if you do have, if you do bring a child to the world, you have to take care of it. I mean, I I think that's, I mean, that's, that's definitely, you know, loud and clear, you know, Mm -hmm. otherwise just don't even, don't bring that into yourself. Um, I think in an ideal world, I, I think partners should be faithful and they should, you know, have their own families together you know but i mean having multiple partners and with multiple children of different partners and you know being different parts of the world i think it can get messy and it can be inconvenient sometimes and you know it does it, it does affect the relationship going down you know the years to come yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you know what i will say this you know um i'm I'm not knocking those who might have multiple, you know, wives or husbands even. Um, I just feel Mm -hmm. like if a couple is in need of a child or a man wants to have a child and the wife is like, hey, go get you a woman to do it. I feel like that is a conversation they need to approach the person together. I suppose it should not be. Yeah. You know, because then it doesn't feel like it's game. It feels like it's something that's genuine. He's not saying sleep with my wife. He's just, you know, they're just saying, (laughs) hey we know he wants a child and he has picked you and, but the wife yeah. has to be on board with all this stuff. So, yeah. um, it's just a matter of respect. It's, it's people, couples True. are making their own rules nowadays. True. And you know, if that's what they elect to do, then that's what they elect to do. I mean, I'm not going to knock them, mm, but, yeah. but your wife has to be in the know of mm-hmm. this type of thing. Of course, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't really do something like that behind, you know, a partner's back. I mean, that's just asking yeah. for trouble, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, that's, I guess that's, I mean, I guess um, everyone to themselves, you know, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Because um, if I want to yeah. travel to Dubai and I want you guys to watch the kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Watch the kids, I'm out, I'm going to Dubai. I'll see you guys in about a few weeks. <laughs> 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 yeah i mean and then that's the thing you know what i mean like when you have kids you have responsibility so you that's know, right you, you can't just get up and go go somewhere i mean you have to lay down plans and mm-hmm. that's something they will need to need to consider but right. yeah anyway i'm just gonna kind of bring this to a close um so yeah um so what would you say if someone mentions Accra to you uh queen um what comes to mind what do you think about what's the sound of Accra to you the sound of Accra happiness love Mm. peace and happiness that really is it love peace and happiness uh I I didn't have I didn't have a sad moment while there (laughs) I had some enlightening moments but never a sad moment you know, it was pretty much love, peace, and happiness while I was there. Love it. 
love it mm-hmm. yeah and how can how can people get in get in touch with you if if that's what you're open to um, actually, I, I, you know, I manage unapologetically black on Facebook mm-hmm. and yep. that is facebook.com forward slash unapologetically black org. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the page, you know, we have 1 million plus followers. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> we, we, um, you'll see two, two statues, well, a statue of a man and a woman and it's, um, an emancipation park in Jamaica is actually what that photo is. They're in the nude and they're standing in the water. So um, once you get to that page, you'll see like a black hoodie. It's black, white, and gold. And it's so many people out there using my brand name, but I'm trademarked. So I haven't came for their head. Yeah. I haven't came for their heads yet, but I'll leave that to my Jewish attorneys. (laughs) 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 See in America, we have these things called Jewish attorneys. They don't play. They're kind of crazy. (laughs) they kind of run everything so you know yeah um yeah yeah but uh facebook.com slash um forward slash unapologetically black org yeah but you've heard what you've heard that the jewish attorneys run everything damn you actually got a million followers that's crazy i've never crossed i've never come across anyone that i know personally who has a million followers on anything you know, man, that's, man that's, and I got them all organically. I'm just looking. Uh, I think it was like three years. three years. It took you three years to get to a million followers. Yeah, and you know what's so interesting was um, I never. Yo, I used tips? to, I used to post a lot of thought provoking things, but Facebook okay. used to put me in Facebook jail so much. It was ridiculous. Really? I have okay. like eight or ten personal accounts because when they put you in Facebook jail. I would have yeah. to have another account page where I could manage the page. Cause when I'm in Facebook jail, I can't run the page. So okay. I have to have a few of my different pages to have access to go and still, run my page. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's three years, just a lot of thought provoking topics, but I had to eventually fall back, um, because of, of, okay. You want to know the truth? Mm-hmm. I, I had to fall back because, the conversations about the LGBT community and everything were just starting to get a little too crazy. Um, you know, when you have those types of discussions, you're gonna, you're gonna like poke the bear, you know? And, and because I don't take a stance on it either way, and people want you to say whether you're for or against it, when you post things about it, um, I just stopped altogether because they would get kind of crazy. The, the conversations wow. and the fighting that you be you support this yeah. <laughs> uh, shut up get out of here you know? <laughs> it's american way shut up get out of here yeah you know so um I had to really very impressive yeah pull back posting that type of stuff um yeah we talked a lot about open relationships we talked about a lot of things um uh, interracial relationships, all that, and it's just so much we would discuss, and and you know how we grew. I'm not sure people just always had to come to the page to. It was like a believe it or not, like they couldn't believe we were posting certain things. They have to come and see it. Yeah. But um, yeah, three years, and and what's so crazy is when I look back on the date that I actually founded it. I founded it July fourth. <laughs> So like I must have been, I must have been an angry, yeah, I must have been in a pretty angry place, to, you know, for Amer- at America. I was probably like angry <laughs> America that day. I'm gonna make a black page. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have unapologetically black. I also have uplifting women of color. I have black people read. I have something called Caribbean Queen. Yeah. Um, God, I have a lot of things. Something called Africa Unite. A lot of different things. Yeah, something, lots of different yeah. brands I, I can see which. Delivers yeah. different types of audiences and mm-hmm. different content. Stars, oh yeah. yeah, so much more stuff to come. And I actually, hopefully, by the end of summer, I will be doing a nonprofit for women, and I will be putting that out there. And I don't know, maybe we could talk about that. You know, when Not it's bad. time, because I'm definitely gonna do my thing to um, make some wonderful things happen in the lives of our women. Wonderful. That's wonderful. And that's what the world needs, I guess. You know, women are the the crown jewels of the world. And, you know, uh, we need to protect our women. 
which that's is it. that's right which is what you aim to do uh mm-hmm. queen thank you for coming on the show i'm really happy thank you, you for join having us. me yes yes thank you it's always thank a blast you. speaking with you always a blast and um if you want to is there a message or announcement or a um yeah is there anything you want to leave leave with the audience before you before you go yes treat everyone with love and kindness i'm telling you because you just never know who you might need someday you know let's treat each other with love kindness and respect you know and enjoy life you know get out there Mm -hmm. and see the world especially ghana get to ghana and see ghana Gotta go. Ghana tourism ambassador too. I like that. Uh huh. That's right. Uh huh. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Let me tell you something. It's funny that you mentioned that because someone has actually requested that I become an ambassador for Ghana and bring some people over to visit. So I will be letting you know when I get that official letter. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations, Queen. That's that's great news. You know, I'm sure that's an exclusive here, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> at least no for one now. knew till i just shared it with you yeah oh, that's mm-hmm. exclusive i see 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 what we do in this show we do big <laughs> things man that's an exclusive that's you the sound do. of a exclusive that's congratulations right. uh just really look queen it's been absolutely amazing so far getting to know you um yeah you have a lot to offer and you bring so much positivity and joy and yeah thank you again thank for you, being again. on the show and obviously We'll, we'll continue talking all right all right guys um thank you you've heard it here the sound of a cry adrian daniels queen akosia take care bye-bye